good morning. It's uh, Thursday, 6th of January, and uh, welcome to my small holding warts and all. Um, I'm outside at the minute, it's just gone nine o'clock, and I've been in the uh, stable block uh, feeding the hens and um, getting them some clean water, clean buckets of water. Last night, the temperature. Uh, the forecast was down to minus seven, which I think it probably was. But I'm kind of thinking that it was the air temperature, not the ground temperature. And the reason for that is because our indoor tap, which is in a stable block, is not frozen. And I, th- if the ground temperature had gone down to minus seven, that definitely would have frozen the outside tap. I mean, the outside outside ones are frozen, but the inside out ones are not, if you see what I mean. <laughs> So they're within a building, but there's no obviously it's just a stable block. It's not um, it's not insulated or anything like that. So I'm kind of thinking that uh, it was the air temperature that was that cold, um, not the ground. Uh, certainly doesn't seem to be that way. Uh, we've had those taps frozen day in and day out for weeks before now. So, uh, but yeah, I've just, you can hear all the ladies. It's, uh, I've just woke, well, I haven't woken them up. They wake themselves up, but, uh, been in and fed them and given them water. And they're all, all of those noises are like, uh, can somebody please get out of the nest box? I'm waiting to lay an egg noise. And, uh, yeah, I've got a couple of layers on and, uh, my leather gloves and my ice firm boots because I didn't want to get cold. But actually, I don't feel that it's, too bad it's like a dry cold not a dry not a not a moisture cold so it's, it's quite good it's a dry cold really um and now i'm going to i don't know what i'm doing i'm walking about this for seeing what i've got to do i'm going to go and get some more feed and then go over and feed the animals and the birds in the orchard the rest of um thursday was Filled up with, uh, I did go over to the orchard and feed the animals and I also um, redid all their bedding and things because it all got a bit damp and mucky. Uh, so I did all of that. Went out and uh, <clears throat> gave the horses some hay, break all the water buckets which were all frozen over everywhere. Um, and in the afternoon, uh, it was, it had, uh, thawed enough to fill up all the water buckets um, ready for the morning just in case it freezes over again it's always best to remember to do that um what did I do the rest of the afternoon I did a lot of I oh yeah I did I did a lot of uh, reading up for the flowers um because one of the things and I you know I keep finding nice snippets of information here and there and uh, one of the things um, I want to do is I don't want to go into it ad hoc and just have, you know, I mean, last year I just cut, literally cut some bunches of flowers out of the garden and put them out for sale, which they were lovely. And I sold a few, <clears throat> but uh, I don't, I want it to be a little bit more um, professional than that, if you like. And uh, I'm not terribly confident in I mean I'm confident in the fact that I can grow flowers and uh but I'm not terribly confident at marketing myself um I as I always say I always 
doesn't matter what I do, I always feel like I've, I've got imposter syndrome, that I shouldn't really be doing this, this is not really what I'm, you know, trained for. Um, I'm not quite sure how much training you need, you know, I've been growing for 30 odd years, it's, uh, I don't know, I just, it's just how I feel, I just, not, um, not a terribly confident person when it comes to putting myself out there, I suppose, um, which is why it's very strange that I decided to do a podcast. It's, uh, uh, it, I don't know, but I guess it's quite anonymous, really. I'm here talking into my phone. I don't even know who listens to this, so it's quite an anonymous way, way to be out there. Yeah, so I've done a lot of uh, reading, <clears throat> various different things. I can't remember if I said I ordered, um, uh, saw a thing about a soil blocker, uh, so I ordered that, which is... Um, can't wait for that to come. That's going to be that's going to transform things quite a lot. Um, it's going to really uh, save on compost and things. Um, that's quite exciting. And uh, yeah, so I I'm trying to read as much as I can. I'm trying to watch as many YouTube uh, videos as I can about uh, hand tied bunches. I'm looking up pictures of. Um, flower collections you know that people have done already to see what I like to see what you know what's called the styles I I like I've been looking at uh, ways of wrapping um, bunches of flowers and I don't want to use uh, like the cellophane uh, that places use I want although you can get biodegradable cellophane which is brilliant and obviously you can use um, like brown paper which is which is obviously okay but um and there are but there are other options like jute and things like that so i <clears throat> i none of this i can do until i've actually got a bunch of flowers in my hand and um be able to give any of it a go you know because i've never tried to make a tide bunch before so uh i don't know how that's going to go <laughs> and um yeah so a lot of a lot of research a lot of research into how to condition the flowers um quite a lot of research into well looking at how people sell their flowers who they sell them to how they go about it uh, there's an awful lot of information on there which i think is um quite unnecessary a lot of it is uh you know people like i said people spend hours and hours doing um plans and things like that well then i will just be putting them all in um but uh yeah, so I spent a lot of time doing that, and I had uh, a wholesale delivery arrive yesterday, which is um, mostly di- all types of different pots, nice decorative pots, because although I want to put a lot of plants out there just as they are, I do want to have what I term some specials. So I like the um, iris bulbs, I would like to pot them up, um, wait for them to come through, and then put them in a nice pot so that they are people can just pick up a present for somebody. Um, you know, if they want to, and things like that, so, and then the twins came, um, in the sort of late, well, mid, mid-afternoon, mid, I don't know, about half past four, no, nope, not even that late, four o'clock, um, and Mia went swimming, and I gave the twins their tea and stuff, and then, uh, oh, I did have to put the animals to bed before that, because John wasn't home, and, um, yeah, so, that's how my the rest of my day went yesterday, uh, mainly because it was 
uh, very cold and frosty in the morning. And then it was, then it just rained the rest of the day. Uh, I thought I, I might as well just do a lot of research, as much research as I can. And I think, you know, research is much easier these days. You've got the whole internet. The resource is massive, um, but you can get a bit carried away. <laughs> you end up thinking, oh, yeah, I'd like to grow those. I see that in that. What's that in that bunch? I like that. Um, I'd like to grow those. So, uh, yeah, I think I probably ordered... No, I didn't order any more seeds yesterday, but the temptation is great, let me tell you, to just keep on ordering seeds. But um, I don't really want... I, I just need to get on with what I've got at the minute, I think, and uh, organise myself and um, hopefully move forward uh, with all my ideas soon <laughs> morning it's uh, eight o'clock on friday morning and uh, i did think that john would be here today but guess what he's not again and yesterday he was uh, out all day doing a job uh, that he had to plan to be out all day, but he also was a bit later than he should have been because he's developed a toothache. I know. And um, he got he did manage to get uh, an appointment with a dentist. But the thing is, um, well, the whole dentist debacle was a nightmare because previous to the pandemic, we were with an NHS dentist. And, um, and then at some point during the pandemic, pandemic they sent out a letter giving all their uh patients one week's notice that they were going private and moving so um half of the town there left without a dentist so uh he i refused to go back to them because of the way the way that they've treated everybody but john um went back to them and paid privately so consequently when you pay privately you can get into the dentist just like that. So yesterday he uh, he went there and they said, right, come back uh, at this time. We might have to wait a little bit, but we'll get you in and have a look. That's what money does for you when you're paying for it rather than it being on the NHS. Um, so he went back and they've got a, a new fandangled scanner that goes all the way around your head. And uh, they couldn't find anything. They couldn't find any infection. His sinuses were all clear. Um, but he was up at sort of four o'clock in the morning with the pain. Um, they re- they couldn't find anything apart from he hasn't got terribly good teeth. Um, to be honest, he's never had very good teeth. It, it's a kind of a standalone tooth at the back, meaning the other two beside it have gone. And uh, it's um, mostly filling. So, but he's still got this pain. So basically they gave him antibiotics, which I not... <laughs> not a fan of giving someone antibiotics when you can't even see an infection. We'll give you antibiotics just in case, um, which seems ridiculous to me, but there you go. So he came in with these antibiotics yesterday. That, that's why he was later, because he had to go back to the job and uh, do some, some uh, tidy up some of the work that he'd started when he left it. <clears throat> and um, he's gone back this morning because... Again, the chap said, oh, could you just do this one for me and this one for me? So he's got another full day of work today, which I was expecting him to be off. Um, and he's still in pain, so I don't know what he's going to do about this tooth. I really don't. But uh, I, 
you know, he's tried the salt rinse, tried everything. But um, I, th I, I guess what he will end up doing, knowing John, is going back to the dentist and say, please just take it out. That's what will happen. But he was quite convinced he had an abscess because that's what it feels like, but it hasn't. And so I don't know what's wrong with it. Anyway, so consequently, he has gone to work and he'll be at work. And I said to him, where, where, you know, how, how long are you going to be? I'm going to be all day. Brilliant. Cue my not too happy <laughs> feeling then because I, well, basically I've been here since, I've been at the farm since Sunday, not left, um, and feel a bit, I don't know, hemmed in, I suppose, really. Even just going out a trip to the shop would be <laughs> be something of a, uh, some kind of release, I think. Maybe I, um, I've seen people, it's not that. I've, you know, Shelley and the kids have been over and Samantha's been over and I had the twins yesterday. Um, Mum came over for a coffee uh, and uh, Martin and... Uh, Macca came to play pool with John last night. He could manage that. He wasn't too ill to do that. Um, but I just feel like I... I think a lot of it is the weather. I can't get on outside. Obviously, yesterday it was really cold as well. So I'm feeling uh, less than happy today. And, the, the you know, this is part of the warts on the small holding as well. The other thing I am feeling is the unfair balance now. Because... Um, granted he's got to fake as well so he's not feeling the best but uh john's get gets up goes to work uh so i i do the animals and everything then i do anything that needs doing here so all the cleaning the washing uh, you know put the rubbish out all the domestic things anything that needs doing outside as well i'm doing the animals again uh sort of uh, early afternoon well Sort of mid-afternoon I'm getting the dinner uh and then all the washing up is left it's still there this morning um and it's really annoying me to be fair I'm getting really cross with that because when John was off he would help with all of that and I know that he's going to work you know he's gone to work and that's great he's gone to work to earn the money but the other thing that the other factor that comes into that is I've said to him before when you go to work, you go and people appreciate... They're happy to see you turn up on the doorstep. They appreciate the work that you've done. I don't get that here. The other thing is, is when you do, you do your work, you have a finished project. I also don't get that here. I, I can do the same job 50 times over in a month that nobody notices and nobody's appreciated. And I really get... That really gets to me sometimes. I think that's really just, I just, that just annoys me a lot. I could swear there, but I, <laughs> I just find that really annoying. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, so consequently this morning, it's, it's not as cold as it was, although, is that wet out there? Frost, a little bit of frost. It's back to dank and grey. And uh, that's basically how I feel as well. Dank and grey and a little bit drizzly. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair uh, and I th I know a lot of it is because I I want to be getting on with things and I actually can't uh just you just can't get on with them because of the weather um but I also would like to nip into town I would have liked to nip into town and just pick up um some bits and pieces that I need um I've gone without my breakfast this morning because I haven't got any 
well, I, I haven't gone without my breakfast. I've got, I've had toast, but I don't eat a lot of bread. So I've had toast this morning rather than fruit and, and yogurt and stuff. Um, and I just, I, there are a couple of little things I would like to just pick up. Like, I know it go, it's a, kind of goes against the grain, but I want to pick up a couple of bunches of cheap flowers because I want to practice a few things with the, with the flowers. Um, that would just, you know, do it for me. So if I could just practice and do some things and get on. That would do it for me. I'm hoping today to get out and just, uh, I had uh, the iris bulbs arrive, so I'm hoping to get out there today. It's warm enough, I think, to go out there and just sort of do, piddle about and plant a few bulbs. And I also had to bring my sweet pea seeds indoors because when I went into the, I thought I'd just check on them in the um, in the greenhouse where I'd put them in water to soak and the, and the water had frozen. I thought, oh no, that's 100 pea, sweet pea seeds and... Are they going to be viable now once they've frozen? They should be. They should be. But uh, so I had to bring those indoors. But I don't really want to try and get them um, potted up as well and get them on cracking on. So there are things I can do. And once I'm doing them, once the weather's kind enough to let you get out there. But then, first of all, I've got to go and do all the animals and that first. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's about how it is today. Kind of a, a warty day today, shall we say. Uh, I spent... A lot of the morning, um, looking through, looking on the internet at flowers and uh, seeds and things, and uh, put in a an order for some uh, well established um, plants. So, um, which has set me back a little bit, not too much. I mean, I think really, if I was going hell for leather at this, I'd make an investment of a good. A uh, couple of thousand pounds in the um, in the plants, in the flowers and things, but so far I've probably done about one hundred and fifty. Because a lot of it I grow from seed. Some of it I've already had. Um, some of it I've already got grown in the garden. But uh, there was one or two things I just thought if I uh, went big with what I was buying, that would give me some early establishment of. Uh, of flowers to pick um especially for the specifically for the cut flower garden um then i thought right i'll get my coat on get a cup of coffee go out to the greenhouse and plant up some um pots of iris and things which will go out for sale because uh, i've got some iris bulbs um and i intended to do my sweet peas and anything else while i was out there but my hands have gone blue <laughs> and it is just about one degree in the uh, in the greenhouse. It's not very warm at all. So um, I basically uh, did the uh, the pots of irises. I think I did about eight pots of irises. And then I thought, no, so, sob that. I'm going back in because <laughs> it is really uh, too cold. My hands were hurting. Um, what I really probably need is some fingerless work gloves, but I don't have those. So maybe I should look at getting those. Um, Shelley bought me some really nice turtle doves for Christmas, which are fingerless, but they're um, cashmere, so I don't want, I don't want to be using those. Um, yeah, so uh, so it's just gone lunchtime, and I've come back in because I thought I was going to spend a while doing that, but I, I know the temperature's going to go up over the next uh, few days. And even, I think, if it, if it goes up and even if it's raining, I, working in the greenhouse would be a whole lot more comfortable um, with the temperatures up a little bit. So 
I think I'll just wait, really. That's the trouble. I just want to get going at it, but I really can't. So it's back to research. And uh, and one thing I was thinking, I, was thinking, I don't know why people do all this planning, but actually... The more I go through things, the more I can see that I do need to plan. I need to plan um, what months uh, or, or, or to make sure, not what months, but to make sure that I've got something growing through each month that I'm going to be able to pick. Um, and then also, of course, I need to plan. So I've got an idea. Well, I've, uh, I've identified the bed that I'm going to put. What needs uh, full sun and what needs sort of partial shade? And I have got a... Um, like a lilac hedge there so I have got shade and think so yeah so there is a bit of planning I do need to do um so maybe I'll get on and do that Saturday morning um nine o'clock uh, things are not going well with John's toothache <laughs> um I, I shouldn't laugh because I do know what it's like and it's not very nice at all. Uh, so he's now got a swelling on his face um, and he's been up half the night. Uh, and uh, it seems to be a lot worse when he lies down and then it takes a while to wear off. So he's all right when he's upright, it's bearable. But when he lies down, it's nearly unbearable. So um, hopefully, maybe there was infection there that they just couldn't see at the time. And uh, he is on antibiotics, so hopefully that will start to uh, ease off today. If not, he'll have to go to the emergency dentist, I imagine, because uh, I don't know what's going on otherwise. I mean, this is a cracked tooth or something like that. Or, I don't know, a nerve dying. Um, so, yeah, yesterday, uh, I did. I still did quite a bit of research. And the more I do, the more I realise I need to do, if you see what I mean. And so I then uh, we went out um, yesterday uh, evening after John came home from work. Well, I went to pick up my prescription from the chemist and found out that on the end of December, they decided to change their opening hours and they shut at four o'clock. I said to John, what every day? What good is that to anybody who has to go to work? Um, anyway, so he shot off this morning to try and get my pills because I need to take them this morning. And uh, so we went to the shop and picked up some bits and pieces and I bought a notebook, a big notebook. So I will start making notes to collate, uh, collate what I'm doing. I think that's probably um, the sensible thing to do. And I also managed to buy a bunch of flowers so I can have a go at this hand-tied uh, practice, this hand-tied thing, see if I can do that or not. It doesn't look hard in the videos, but... <laughs> I don't know. I haven't even had a go yet, so I'll let you know how that goes. Yeah, so that's basically what I was doing. I think I did order a couple more things, and this is why I need to actually write stuff down now, because I need to work out what I've got come in, what, you know, what I've got seed-wise to plant, when I need to do that, plant them, uh, when things will be in flower, and... Uh, then I sort of just asked a couple of few members of my family for to save me think the jam jars, um, different shapes and sizes, because I'd like to do the jam jar poses, uh, you know, because not everybody's got a massive space where they can put a huge, not a huge bunch, but a bunch of flowers. Um, some people just want a small bunch, um, you know, and also they'd be ideal gifts. So 
in my head, I really want to do this. I really want to get this going. And, um, but I also think, well, in, you need to, in that case, Dawn, you need to be preparing ahead. Um, I, one of the things I thought that is, uh, I'm probably going to need some shade over where I put the flowers out, um, because it's in full sun. I'm going to need to <clears throat> bring in, I've got a couple of chalkboards down at the drive, end of the drive that mostly, um, one just is permanent and says that we've got fresh eggs and how much they are. And the other one I use seasonally for different things. So when the geese are laying, I put out there in big letters goose eggs so that people can see or you know if I've got cucumbers or rhubarb that goes out there then but what I want to do I think is change that one and uh bring that in clean it all up and put on there that I'm selling um plants and homegrown fresh cut flowers um so otherwise you know social media is fine and I've got the the page is very young that I made, but it's and it's now got a two hundred and fifty reach, which is brilliant, really, considering I'm not even started selling anything yet. But uh, obviously, I want to catch any trade at the end of our lane as well, because that's always been um, quite good for bringing people in. So that's what I want to do. Uh, it's raining today, so the temperature's gone up, but it's miserable and raining and. Um, yeah, I'm just uh, waiting for John to come back with my tablets um, before I crack on. It's funny, isn't it? It's like a, it's like a step that I have to do before I can get on, because otherwise I'll forget to take them, and that won't be doing me any good at all. So yeah, I am um, mostly concentrating on, you know, doing all of that really. Uh, one of a topic that's kind of rearing its head at the minute more and more, which I'm quite glad to see is um uh not veganuary but reganuary which is uh, about regenerative regenerative agriculture and um as i've i say to people you know well basically there are three i think it's something like three percent in this country are vegan <clears throat> but those three percent make a lot of noise um about being vegan and you know and the way that meat is reared and how it's causing climate change and things like that so it's nice uh that i've seen it i've seen a bit of a movement really uh, from the meat trade as you if you like from butchers and farmers trying to redress the balance because there is a balance to be had there um basically a sheep that is <clears throat> you know is grown in the field around you next door to you even uh and then gone off to a local abattoir and come back and is in your freezer creates a lot less um damage to the climate than a box of avocados that's being flown thousands of miles uh around the world before it even gets to you these are, these are all the arguments I try to balance up with people. You, you know, it, yes, if you want to eat a plant-based diet, fine, that's entirely up to you. But don't do it on the premise that you're saving the world because that is not always the case. You know, these uh, plants, um, mostly a lot of them, especially in the winter through, through the UK, uh, 
if you're eating a, a wide variety of a plant-based diet, chances are you're racking up food miles massively unless you're a purist and you are only eating anything that's uh, grown in the UK. Is you are racking up food miles massively, whereas uh, if you're eating local, um, locally grown meat, locally produced meat, you're not. And there is a difference. And the other thing is that many of these farmers are small small production farmers and the, the local base meats and you are they they know about regenerative regenerative agriculture if i could get that word out they know about how you know and they know about their land and they know about how to um farm it sustainably so there is an argument there you know that needs to be heard in order to redress the balance over plant-based meals because um there you know you you can rack up massive amount of miles uh, for plant-based meals um more so than if you've got a piece of meat on your plate sometimes <clears throat> so there is an argument to be there made there and I'm glad to see that it is now starting to take um shape and the the balance is um, beginning to be redressed um, because there's always there's always a balance somewhere to be had and uh, finally it's coming to the forefront I think people are quite glad to to see that now um yeah so that's one of my little things that are running through my head today and you know I've just seen a couple of um posts on that and I think yeah that is definitely a topic that uh needs to come to the forefront really what's on the agenda for the rest of the day i have no idea because it is wet and it's slightly cold at the minute but then it is only early um it's uh we've we've taken to we've got our radiators are uh so i've got one in the kitchen and one in the sitting room and we normally always have the sitting room door open and that radiator in there is all, I said to John, it's constantly on. It's constantly trying to catch up with the air temperature. Uh, whereas the one in the kitchen isn't, doesn't. Um, so we've taken to shutting the door in between the, the living room and the kitchen, which seems to make a lot of difference. It does mean that the other radiator does click off now and again, because it just wasn't before. And obviously that's probably going to save us a bit of money. I've also left up the uh, thermal curtain at the back, back door there. Well, I've got two. I've got one at the door that goes into the boot room which is up permanently and just drawn across at night and then one across the back door which I can't put up permanently because as soon as you open the door it falls down so but uh anyway we're, we're always in and out of that door during the day so not too bad but I do put it up at night when it's cold because you can feel the draft coming through the door and you know anything I can do to try and uh, save energy has got to be a good thing really both on our pocket and on the environment and climate uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to be doing today, but no doubt I'll catch up with you later and let you know exactly what I have been doing. Morning. It's Monday morning. Wee Monday again. Um, it's dull and grey, <laughs> uh, but it's not raining yet. But uh, do you think we have a band of rain coming across? So, uh, at the moment, it's all good. Uh, yesterday was lovely. Um, frosty morning, but the sun came out and it was uh, quite a pleasant day. 
<clears throat> and I did, um, although John's still got toothache, we still can't work out what's going on there because he's on, I think he's on day five of the antibiotics now and nothing's changed really. In fact, he said last night the pain was even worse. So uh, I said to him, I need to get back to the dentist because uh, if somebody called you out and charged you an arm and a leg to fix a leak that was still leaking, um, they'd be on the phone uh, demanding you get back there for free. So I think he has to go back to the dentist and say, what's going on here? Because it's clearly not an infection that's being cleared up by these antibiotics at any rate. Um, so anyway, sometimes the pain eases right off and, uh, it's gone. Um, and other times it's excruciating. But yesterday morning he felt quite fine and, uh, I said, well, I want to go over to a local nursery to have a look for, uh, one particular plant that I wanted to get, um, for the cut flowers, which is, um, eucalyptus gunai, but uh, I was trying to avoid getting that because it's so standard in a lot of the flowers especially bridal flowers but uh it is a lovely looking uh leaf um stem and leaf so I thought well I will I'll go and get one anyway um because it can't hurt to have it uh consequently I didn't just get one I end up with five different ones <laughs> so I got a really nice mahonia um with a but not the not the broadleaf one but kind of a fern leaf one so um that's quite nice I don't I forget what it's called and I've got something else um and something else and also oh well we went to the the nursery which is a beautiful nursery because it's uh, a big walled garden a proper nursery or I would call a proper nursery uh, a big walled garden which was lovely <clears throat> and then um I said, well, they don't, obviously, they don't do coffee and that there. So I said to John, well, we're calling for coffee at the other tar- the other um, garden centre on the way back home. That's what we did. And uh, they had a sale on because they're redeveloping everything. There are a garden centre. It used to be a good garden centre um, with very knowledgeable staff and everything, a proper sort of garden centre, but sold out to a big chain. And... Um, it's not quite the same but um but they still do coffee and cake so we went there and they had a uh, they redeveloping and they had a sale on so I bought a, a grapevine for five pound with um very small sweet grapes on and uh, not that I haven't got them on at the minute but <clears throat> so that was good and uh, I think that's where I got the Mahonia for a fiver as well so and they were sort of bargains really and then uh, because it was also on the way home I said well we're calling and see my brother for a quick cup of coffee um by this time it's sort of like half 11 so we called in there and uh when we got there they were having coffee and pastries with mum and ken (laughs) so so we joined them and then um we went out for for about well after chattering we went out onto the plowed field in front of their house um for about an hour i think looking for roman pottery um because there's been a lot of Roman finds there uh, over the years. And um, they've kind of even sort of like, a, I want to say official bodies, but they're sort of archaeo- archaeologists and that have upped their sort of interest um, in recent times because uh, my brother unearthed a uh, Roman drainage system. So um, they think there's probably potentially something massive there. I mean, prior to that, there was... Um, the farmer had found a statue 
um, in the field and uh, put it away uh, for years in his cupboard. And uh, one day a metal detectorist uh, asked to look at the, you know, have a go on the field. And he said, oh, yeah, these are the things I found. And turns out it was a, um, I mean, the chap thought it was a, a copy statue. Turns out it was a, a real Roman statue. Not a massive one, a, a small, I don't know how, I've only seen photos, so I can't really judge. But I think it's sort of about six to eight inches high, might be a bit higher than that. But, um, yeah, so there's consequently there's been, over the, over the years, quite a lot of interest and uh, my brother's quite interested in that sort of thing, so he spends quite a lot of time looking for more clues, which he's been finding. Um, so that was exciting. So we went, they've just recently ploughed the field, so we went over, he's been going over the field and come up with lots and lots of Roman pottery, um, some medieval pottery, uh, things like that. So, yeah, so I didn't spend, intend to spend the day like that, but it was, uh, we were there till sort of mid-afternoon, really, um, chattering and looking at looking over the fields and things like that and drinking coffee and eating cake and pastries so uh so that was nice and then uh when we got back um John wanted to have a sort of a rest um and it was a bit late for me to go out and do any sort of potting up and things like that because I thought if John has a rest and he goes to sleep I'll need to do the animals at four so uh so I just sat down with him (laughs) and I can't do anything in the house when he's like that because uh it's just like lays on the sofa or sits on the sofa and I, so I can't really sort of clean around him. It's very difficult in, in this place to clean, even if he's in bed, because the bed is, the bedroom's right next to the sitting room. So uh, it's difficult. You can't really sort of go around and make a lot of noise. Well, I certainly don't. If people are ill, I don't like to go around making a lot of noise, but... Um, <clears throat> That's just me, uh, John Woody. Last night, he, yeah, in the middle of the night, he had to take, and uh, so he gets up and turns on the light and puts his clothes on. And like, he's like, it didn't disturb you last night, did? No, dear, no, no, not at all. Just turning the light on in the middle of the night. Oh dear, different, totally different. Because I would not do that. <laughs> but like I said, I, I say we are chalk and cheese in every single way almost so it's uh hilarious really so yeah that's what we did yesterday this morning he's gone off to work but he's still got chronic toothache um and uh so i've just had a shower and i it's i will be doing all the jobs this morning but then i do even if it rains it's it's mild enough i think today to be out in the greenhouse and it not to not to be too cold so my plan definitely is today to get some of these, uh, get these sweet peas sown. And now I've got some, um, those other plants which I will probably pot on and possibly keep in the polytunnel uh, and keep them watered. Because if I pot them on and put them outside and then we it freezes, um, they won't have established uh, roots enough to uh, survive that probably. So I'm just keep them outside under cover uh, until they've sort of established some roots and hopefully they will I actually have no plan on where I'm going to be putting them at the minute at the minute I'll just my plan is just to pot them on and they're not massive they're sort of in uh, you know like one or two litre pots so they're not massive at the minute but uh, it would be nice to get them in the ground but I rack my brains as to where where I can put them that will be a accessible easily uh, because all my beds now are full up, obviously. 
um, and be uh, somewhere that we've got that I can that is accessible that I don't have to well I can dig the ground but that's not really very easy um, so yeah anyway that's a I'll ponder on that one for a while but yeah that's on the that's the agenda today but first of all I've got to go out and well first of all I've got to do the eggs clean up the eggs and put those out for sale and then I will go out and uh, sort the geese out and the birds in the stable the ducks everything in the orchard Samantha came over yesterday while we weren't here and sorted out the horses so they should be fine I don't have to go and check on those just visually check on them in the field this morning but uh, she will have done all the water on that yesterday so I don't have to go and check that and then I can crack on with uh, things that I want to get done. Yay. Catch you later. I've been out in the greenhouse this morning, finally, and uh, sown all of the sweet pea seeds. I think they're about 100 in all. And um, oh, I don't know how many. I've got some uh, root grow. So they're tall, sort of uh, tall things for putting in peas. I don't know what they're called. Um, root pots I don't know but anyway they give room for plenty of root uh, which peas like any kind of peas sweet peas or eaten peas um, I think oh, I don't know how many is in there probably about 30 something then I say sowed uh, two trays with very small modules um, of sweet peas so that's another load so uh, yeah in the, anyway in the end there's about 100 um, seeds I think which um, sounds like a lot and then it doesn't sound like a lot if you know what I mean so uh, it's going to be a lot when they come to needing somewhere to plant them <laughs> that's quite a lot of uh, of sweet peas to sow, to plant up but um, it's probably not a lot in terms of uh, cutting flowers from them um and I also sewed, what else did I sew while I was out there? I've sewed, oh, I dug out one of my little windowsill propagators, um, not electric, it just really, and I thought, oh, clean it all up and I will sew up seeds in that and I will bring that indoors, which is what I've done. So that's sort of in the office at the minute in the craft room. I think I might bring it into the kitchen because there's more light in this uh, window. But um, yeah, it's, uh, so I, I, so in there I sowed some um, indigo rose tomatoes to see if I can get an early crop of those coming on. And kind of with those, I'm just going to fingers crossed that the weather uh, stays quite kind once they're big enough to keep moving on. Uh, if not, I probably, I, I'm kind of half thinking I might turn on the um, heat mat in the... Uh, in the greenhouse this is it's always a tricky thing because at, at some point I need to clear the greenhouse out and give it a good wash down and a clean out um obviously the tortoises are hibernating in there as well at the minute so that's even more difficult but once you start to put the heat mat on and you put everything in there you then got stuff growing and you don't really you have to really pick your moment as to when you um clean that out I suppose so I'm kind of thinking is that a good idea or not I'm not sure at the minute uh, so I planted, yeah, so I sowed some indigo rose um, seeds to come indoors because obviously we've got an ambient temperature of 18 degrees in here. So that should be quite good for those. And then I also some Cleome and uh, some Ami Magus as well, which I'll get started early. and see if they will um, take this early on indoors. 
I can't see why not, but, you know, sometimes it's a, not a good idea to get things going too early. But um, judging by the mildness we've had so far, um, I'm not saying that's going to continue, but uh, we're sort of halfway into January. So six weeks until a lot of things start getting sown anyway, I might just be able to get a good head start on a few things. Might have shot myself in the foot, maybe, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, I would have carried on out there, and this time it wasn't my fingers that got cold, but my toes. So I've come in to uh, thaw my toes out and have a cup of coffee, and then I'm probably going to put my isotherm boots on because stupidly I thought I wouldn't need them, but actually uh, standing on the concrete floor in the greenhouse is uh, quite cold. So I could hear me sniffling because it is a bit cold out there and it's just started to rain, a few splashes on the window. Um, I've got plenty of jobs I can be doing. I, there's a lot of cutting back in the in the front beds to do, but um, I'm also aware that lots of things are going to be hibernating still, so I um, don't want to disturb that too much just yet. It, you know, there's plenty of time to cut all that back. So uh, it can wait for the little creatures and insects to... Um, finish their hibernation I think but uh yeah that's so far so I managed to get the sweet peas done tick that's a good one root trainers that's what they're called root trainer <laughs> root trainers and uh I'm still waiting for my seed blocker to come so I haven't used that at all yet but um hopefully that's going to arrive today or tomorrow fingers crossed It's Tuesday morning, 8 o'clock, um, slightly misty out, a little bit drizzly, uh, grey, overcast again. But it's quite mild, feels really mild, so I literally went out to the put the rubbish and the recycling out um, and the eggs out in a just a single long sleeve, fairly thin t-shirt and my gilet. So it's, yeah, it didn't feel cold at all, so it's quite mild. Uh, yesterday, the toothache saga continues <laughs> and John went back to the dentist yesterday and uh, got some different, stronger antibiotics because uh, the other one's just not doing the job um, and also made an appointment for a couple of weeks' time to have that tooth out because it's, uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a tooth. So John doesn't have very good teeth and I always think that if you've got good teeth, Mainly it's genetic because um, his dad didn't have terribly good teeth either. His dad wore, his front bottom ones were like worn down in a curve where he, I don't know, they're just not very good. And I think you've either got good teeth that stand the test of time or you don't have good teeth. And, and if you don't have good teeth and you don't, you know, you eat a lot of sugary stuff as well, which John does, it's going to be even worse. But he just doesn't have, he's never had very good teeth, even when he was a child. So he's got this tooth that's mainly filling, to be fair, and uh, that's got to come out now. But uh, he came home yesterday morning. He went out and popped out and did a uh, change his set of taps, which took him a couple of hours because he said he's not really feeling very well. So consequently, he spent the rest of the day at home on the sofa. So um, it started raining. Um, I did a bit in the morning, uh, planted all those seeds, did a bit, and it started raining. <clears throat> it was quite drizzly then as well, so I figured I might as well do indoors. So I 
give my give the bedroom a thorough clean um changed all the covers give the bathroom a clean gave the sitting room a clean um and did that instead so that uh it was a job i won't be thinking i ought to be doing that instead of being outside which often happens um i saw the blocker arrived yesterday um but i've literally well it must have been put in the post box yesterday and i've just picked it up this morning and unpacked it and it's a, a fabulous bit of kit and I, I I think how did I manage without that I, I didn't even know it was available and how did you manage without it because it's um very ingenious and clever so you get the the first soil blocker which is which literally fits in the palm of my hand and uh oh I just packed it away now I think there's about 20 uh I think it's 20 seeds you can fit in that in the palm of my hand and then the next one is bigger but it comes with little lugs that make the exactly same size indent as the seed as the first one so you make those with the indent where the little seed plug then just pops straight in so there's no disturbing of the roots or anything like that so um yeah, I think that's a, this is going to be a bit of a game changer, that, to be fair. Um, also had some more seeds arrive. <laughs> some that I'd forgotten I'd ordered. Um, these are flower seeds, not vegetables. I don't need any more vegetable seeds. Um, I, it, it, I, it seems to become a bit of a, a frenzy, to be honest, <laughs> where you just like, oh, yeah, oh, I'd like to grow that to cut and I'd like to grow that and I'd like to grow that and then you end up with uh, I think some of the seeds I've definitely doubled up on on different you know gone on a different site and seen a different lot of colour you know um, snapdragons and I thought oh I'll have those and then then they arrive and then the next day some more arrive and I'm like oh dear (laughs) so I'm not really keeping very good track of that which is something I really need to do um keep better eye on it I've started writing them down now so I know what I've got but um yeah I have doubled up on uh, a few things so um mainly uh I've got the stacks of am I majus seeds now and then uh antirhinums snapdragons and um cleome I I bought some cleome when I was at the garden centre the other day so oh I haven't got any of them yet and uh lo and behold some arrived today so but you can never have too many seeds, I reckon. You can never have too many flowers. So it's, uh, you know, they'll all get used eventually. It'll all get sown. And if I don't sow them to um, sell, to cut and sell, grow, cut and sell, I can sow them to put on and put out for sale as, as plants in their own right. So, yeah, nothing's wasted really. But um, I need to uh, keep a bit more of a check on, on what I'm ordering instead of just randomly ordering without looking at what I've already got um so consequently John's well he's still been up in the middle of the night because these new antibiotics haven't quite kicked in yet the other ones obviously didn't do anything at all um hopefully these are going to do something uh he was up in the middle of the night again um I think it was about half past two I thought I woke up and I thought well the lights are on so I got up to check he was all right it got all the, the living room lights on, the bedroom light on, um, the kitchen light. He got the spare bedroom because he's been sleeping in the spare bedroom because he keeps waking up in the night. So he got the lights on, he got the kitchen light on. He got the telly on, watching the snooker. And he was just walking back in from the kitchen with a cup of tea when, <laughs> when, when I went through. And I'm like, really? 
This is like, I know, he's a, I know he's in pain, but he's really rather indulging himself in it. Um, he couldn't sleep, but I guess that's all right. You know, he couldn't sleep because of the pain, so he might as well get up and watch the telly and make a cup of tea, I suppose. But I just like, yeah, I think if that was me, I'd just be like laying there, you know, in pain. But, you know, we're different, that's it. Um, so, yeah, anyway, he's got up this morning, still got a bit of pain, came back on this morning. Um, to be fair, he took the pills about 12 o'clock and it took till half past two for the pain to die off. So, uh, But then he did manage to have a sleep, I think, after that. He's gone to work this morning. Um, so I'm here and uh, so I'm just going to go out and do the animals in a minute, get them sorted. Um, I did want to get, I still really want to get out on the garden and sort of go over some of the beds. I, you know, I need to move muck um, onto the beds. Um, I need to clear some beds of sort of weeds that have been uh, covered over with cardboard and they've died off a bit, hopefully. But it, I know that it's so claggy, I just don't want to get on there and damage the soil structure at all. So, And uh, one of the beds I'd have to actually get on it. The other one I could probably manage to um do from the sides almost but uh yeah so so at the minute I'm not quite sure what uh what I'm going to do this morning because <clears throat> later on this afternoon um I'm going to go out for a coffee with Shelley so uh but this morning I may have a little practice with my seed blocker in the greenhouse I've got some uh some seeds that I can still sow that don't need any heat so yeah maybe that's what I'll do so I've done the morning rounds. Um, it's taken me uh, 50 minutes. Um, that's it, really, uh, on most days. Um, and then kind of, then the afternoon rounds sort of take probably only half an hour. Uh, but, um, yeah, there's... <laughs> In the depths of winter, especially when everything's locked down, uh, there's not a massive amount to do if all you've got is poultry. Um, obviously, if you've got uh, goats and cattle, um, sheep's slightly different, but if you've got goats and cattle, there's a lot more to do. And if you've got a selection of lots of different animals, even, you know, there's there's definitely a couple of hours worth of work if not more uh, in the morning um for us to basically i i go out uh i let the geese out who were a bit reluctant to come out yesterday and today i actually went back and checked them yesterday um to me that indicates they are thinking about starting laying um because normally they rush out but uh, at the minute they're hanging back inside so i think they're probably getting ready to get on on the laying uh, conveyor belt, which would be good, because uh, it's quite mild as well. They might start quite early, normally not till middle of February, but um, we're getting near, nearer and nearer. Uh, so I'll go and let those out, make sure their water's topped up. Um, then I go back to the ducks, feed them, pick up their eggs, sweep out all the muddy water, because they're in their you know, temporary pen at the minute, and then fill up their bucket and uh, fill up their water thing with clean water and it's back to the feed shed to get another bucket full of feed into the stable block um f fill up the uh feeders in one stable 
and uh, check the water either that either needs um chucking out slopping right out and cleaning the bucket and filling right up again but this morning it was uh john had done it yesterday i think john did them yesterday i can't remember uh john did them yesterday evening and so they really they overnight they haven't drunk an awful lot of it so i just topped it up basically and it was fairly clean over to the other stable to do exactly the same thing and i also pick up any eggs that have been laid already because uh they can very often get cracked and broken in the in the scrum if you like because sometimes it is a bit of a scrum then it's over to the um well deposit the bucket of duck eggs because they they all need washing uh over to the orchard and basically check on all their water uh feed them feed the turkeys feed the light sussex the quail have got a quite a big feeder which i top up right to the top regularly so that heart that doesn't need doing every day same with the other light sussex with her chick they've got a big feeder that doesn't need uh, filling up every day either uh check their water all of them give them fresh water if necessary if they you know if they've mudded it if they dirtied it uh, if they've drunk it so um the turkeys at the minute they've got a little feed off of a um a, a rainwater but and theirs just like fills up naturally so i don't even have to do theirs because they've got and this morning it's nice and clean so it must have rained a bit uh cleaned all their water through um yeah back in to uh clean off any duck eggs and uh put the other duck egg, put any other eggs into the trays ready for tomorrow because we tend to pick them up at night and put them out the next morning um and but anything i pick up today i won't put it out till tomorrow now uh so yeah so that's about 50 minutes i think it's not a lot really um but as i say if you had um you know a whole selection of other animals obviously i have to feed the cats and the dogs and and i visually check the horses because at the minute they've got three massive um water buckets in the field which uh samantha would have filled up the other day so they don't need doing if it's frosty i take them some hay um break all the water buckets obviously it's mild at the minute so it makes life a lot easier although a bit dirtier it when it's frozen it's a lot harder because you've then got frozen water buckets that you've got to deal with and try and get some water from the inside taps but yeah so it's not an awful lot and later on uh, when you do the afternoon rounds it's basically exactly more of the same i still sweep the ducks out still give them fresh water they're very dirty birds um the geese are on grass which it's not frozen so they can graze on grass that's not a problem so they don't really get anything um apart from their water and uh background to just give everything a little bit of corn um either make sure the water's topped up again or that if they need clean water do all that and collect the eggs um and bring them in that's you know it's not a massive amount of work at this time of year when all the birds are in um occasionally well not occasionally but once a week we tend to give them a good old uh, clean out muck out and uh, put in fresh sawdust so um and that all depends on you know how mucky they are at the time because you know at the minute they seem to be staying fairly clean uh, the chickens do at least and the outside birds well that i did all theirs the other day topped everything up with um, fresh hay and not fresh hay fresh straw bedding and uh you know the and things like that so yeah so it's not a massive amount at the minute um 
uh, but it definitely would be if you had uh, you know different animals or more more you know a lot of different types of animals that's going to take you a um, a lot a whole lot more time but for us at the minute it's probably 50 minutes in the morning and half an hour in the evening uh weather dependent really depending on how the weather's doing so yeah i just thought i'd explain what i actually do when i say i'm doing the morning rounds and the afternoon rounds i had quite a good few hours um outside i i went out just to do um one small job and uh, ended up getting quite a bit done which is um quite pleasing really it's uh damp outside and at one point it did start to drizzle a bit but i um i've got like out the front there's quite a lot of hard standing i've got some pops on that and uh i've got a wisteria that and a and a hop and a jasmine that climb up and over the old dog kennels and uh so i thought oh, i'll go out and uh just prune the wisteria a little bit it's not a very old one so it doesn't need a lot of pruning but prune it and tie it back in and also i've got a climbing rose there so i did the same to that and um tied in the uh, jasmine as well um and then i mulched a few things a few of the pots and then i went out the front and i did a bit of cutting back there and I'm not cutting back anything where I'm not disturbing the ground because there'll be a lot of things hibernating, a lot of insects overwintering. Um, so I've really just cut back, you know, long leggy things that probably haven't got anything wintering in them because they're flapping about in the wind too much. Um, and then uh, I thought, oh, then I'll go in the greenhouse because I had some seeds arrived. And um, try this new little gadget out which is amazing it literally on the size of my hand and my hands aren't very big the size of my hand I can um plant 80 seeds that's a incredible um amount of space saving and uh, uh compost saving so um that's uh yeah I was well impressed with that um and then I thought well I went up the back to look uh the back of the plot to have a look and see where I'm going to plant all these um cut flowers and uh look I looked at it I thought yeah that needs quite a bit of work I don't really want to be treading on the ground there too much but the bed um over the path from that the very last bed of the uh, veg area has um it has a pear tree a dual pear a cherry tree an apple tree and a mulberry bush tree there's a tree now um as well as some uh, um, Himalayan honeysuckle and a couple of gooseberry bushes and some blackcurrant bushes. So I thought I'll trim down the, um, the honeysuckle, the Himalayan honeysuckle, cut that back down to the ground. And then while I'm here, I might as well prune, give my apple tree a winter prune. It always has really nice apples and it's only a dwarf apple tree, um, but they, that has nice apples. And the same with the pear tree. Give that a, a winter trim. Can't do that with a cherry. Stone fruit, not at this time of year. Uh, and just have a, you know, that took quite a while. And have a quick look over it. I've got, through one of my blackcurrant bushes, I've got a blinking horse chestnut tree growing. And I keep cutting it back each year, but it's getting bigger and bigger. And it's going to be a massive tree. And I think, well, do I? I don't want to leave that there because that's going to take all the shade from the garden, from the vegetables. So it'd be not a lot of good at all. And then I went on, uh, I've got another couple of dwarf apple trees in each of the veg beds um, 
and uh, dwarf apple and a dwarf pear. So I went and just uh, give those a winter trim as well. And the winter trim is basically taking a third off of the growth uh, that's there for now. Um, the, the one out the front needs doing, but it's huge. And I keep looking at it and thinking, I know it needs doing. One of my customers keeps saying, you need to winter prune that. And I'm like, I know, but <laughs> it's massive and I don't really, oh, I don't even know how to start tackling it really. Um, so yeah, I, I was quite chuffed with that. And just as I was coming in, um, I had a delivery come and that was a, a hardy geranium root, which is a really pretty one on a long stem, which would be nice for cutting hopefully. And um, I got some a good deal on 100 allium bulbs as well. Well, in the order, you know, you get the deals at the end, get these for a quid if you um, if you buy the rest of the stuff. So, uh, yeah, so got some bulbs, but um, yeah, I'm quite chuffed with the, how much I've got done out there. I have left it all on the ground, having said that, but I will, when it, you know, on a drier day, I will go out and rake it all up and put all that through the shredder, I think. Um, might as well shred all of that rather than take it all to the compost heap and let it break down I might as well just shred it and put it back on the ground I think it would be the easiest option yeah so and uh yeah so and the mulberry bush has got the mulberry tree I mean I say mulberry bush but it is a tree now it's massive um and I'm trying to take the canopy up a little higher because it overshadows the dwarf apple tree which is leaning away from the from that because of the light but um yeah, I think I need a plan on... Uh, the more I can get done, really, at this time of year, the better it's going to be for me when the sun starts to get some heat in it. Because it's all very well me sort of, like, prattling through the winter, planning this, that and the other, when, um, in reality, once the, the the heat starts to build in the sun, um, I'm going to be more restricted at, on the times that I can get out there, so... Um, the more I can do, uh, preparation I can get done at this time of year, the better that's going to be for me later on. It's Wednesday morning now and it's um, sunny but it's been frosty overnight and uh, the frost is still on the ground so that will probably take a while to burn a lot of that off. I'm aware that this podcast actually, considering there's not a lot to do in the winter, um, to this week's podcast is a little bit long, or longer, um, so hopefully you don't mind that too much. Uh, I just I've just listened back to the podcast and just wanted to update one particular thing and that was the bunch of flowers that I bought and I had to go at the hand tied bunch and considering I didn't have a lot of material to work with I was really quite pleased that it turned out well um, and I can see that uh, I will be able to do that easily enough with uh, with all the flowers when they're growing um, from the garden so that would be good I also uh, yesterday quickly I think it was yesterday yeah yesterday morning I had a go um because in the video that I watched it did say once you've done um a, a, a certain size bunch you'll be able to do any size bunch so I tried uh snipping off some of the flower heads and, and making a mini posy bunch a mini hand tied bunch which also worked brilliantly um and uh, as Shelley picked me up and we went to pick up Florence from school, I gave them to Florence and she was so chuffed with her little tiny bunch of flowers. But um, yeah, so I'm quite 
optimistic about how that is all going to go because I think yeah I, I can do this is this I can do this this is okay and um so I'm quite pleased about that I just wanted to update that I could I did have a go and uh I did do it and I was quite pleased with how it went and I think look looking forward it, they're going you know, I'm going to be able to do some really great hand-tied bunches so I'm quite chuffed with that um yeah, it's uh, what is it? Well, I say Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, luckily, these big, these strong antibiotics seem to have kicked in a little bit. As John's now managed to be able to drop his pain management down, uh, he was on quite a lot of uh, just over the counter painkiller, really. But every two hours, but he's managed, and you know, taking maximum dose every two hours. Uh, but he's managed to drop them down now to one. Um, every now and again so that's uh, hopefully working so that we can hopefully start to move forward with that as nothing worse than just being static with a problem that doesn't seem to ever go away uh on the agenda today not quite sure yet i'll see how quickly this frost burns off if it doesn't um i'm not going to go out there because uh my hand my hands do hurt quite a bit in the cold. <laughs> it's getting ridiculous now as I get older. Can't go out in the sun. Don't really want to go out in the cold because that's painful. Um, uh, one wonders why I'm still doing this. <laughs> really. <laughs> but uh, I enjoy it, so I'm going to keep doing it. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I'm going to go off now and uh, get some stuff done. And I will catch up with you later. I've just come out and... Uh going through to the orchard to feed the birds in there and uh, look up across the field and I can see quite a large herd of deer grazing um, potentially roe deer I imagine I can't see from quite from here uh, I don't think they're fallow deer but they're quite big um, and uh, which is which is wonderful they're just starting to run they're just obviously something's up running away now um, unless they can hear me talking which is always, I think, is always magical. I, there's just something, oh, it's a really white one. There's always something really magical about deer, I think, for me anyway. And these deer here, they're not farmed. They're not, uh, they're wild. They're, you know, they just roam wherever they want to. Um, and I did read that the deer population is at an all-time high uh, in this country now. But, um, yeah, it's always wonderful to see them, especially on a frosty, sunny morning, and they're all out there grazing away quite happily. It's just lovely. It's Thursday morning, and it's very cold this morning. I've just been rushing around doing the animals, doing the eggs, <clears throat> etc., um, it is freezing. My fingers were, even in my leather gloves, my fingers were cold. And the ground is very much uh, harder today. So it's definitely, it was a ground uh, frost as well, but quite a hard frost we've had. Um, but the sun's shining, so hopefully that'll uh, wear that off. Yesterday afternoon, um, I got quite a bit done. Uh, throughout the day, I made some uh, Valentine's cards for for an hour or two. And then... Once the sun had warmed up the front area, I went out there and I did some weeding and just cut back a few things. And uh, then John came home mid-afternoon and after we sat down, had a cup of tea, etc. We went out and uh, we've got a gate that's been needing to be put on. Uh, we had a bit of board there for well, months now. 
we've had a gate that sat there for about three months. Finally got that on, so that's good. The front gate, um, the thing about gates on places like this is they move all the time. So you're constantly having to go out and adjust them. Um, and that is what happened to the front gate. And I couldn't drop the bolt in the gate, which it doesn't sound as though it's a massive thing. But when you've gone out there with an armful of eggs and you're trying to um, shut the gate with one hand, because got, we've got a big, uh, like, a, I don't even know how it is, eight foot gate, six foot gate, a big one of the big five bar gates, and then a small gate, a uh, a foot gate if you like and uh but when you're trying to close the thing over the top of both of them if the bolt's not securing the big gate in the ground it's swinging all over the place so it's a bit of a job so anyway we've got that done got that sorted now um and there was one other job that john did i can't think what it was but and, and i also went out and um put some weed membrane down on uh the the bed that i want to grow cut flowers in um it's always been a difficult bed and I've now got to make a decision on how I'm going to move forward with that. But I put weed membrane down now because it has um, comfrey growing through it, which is really hard to get rid of because it has a very deep root. It has um, stray raspberry runners all the time popping up through it in the summer. It has, it's, that's a bindweed area. And it, the bindweed is, I just, I try and keep on top of it. It's just absolutely horrendous. And, um... <laughs> And I've got a lilac, like a lilac hedge, and that that's creeping forward. So I've got little lilac saplings everywhere as well. Um, so I really need to get my backside into gear and sort that bed out. But for the minute, I thought, right, if I put the weed membrane down, I'll just stop everything in its tracks, which would be the first thing. And then I need to decide how I'm going to move forward with that. Whether I, uh, whether we put little raised beds on there. To be fair, it's only one end that's a problem. The other end is uh, not a problem. Um, but yeah, anyway, for now I've done that so that the, that sort of kind of puts a bit of a stop on that for the time being, because the comfrey is already trying to grow through. I tried to dig a lot of it out last, the end of last year, but it just, uh, keeps coming back. Um, so yeah, that's what we got done yesterday, um, yesterday afternoon. So I had quite a productive day and then with John here as well, we got a few other little bits done. We also, um, had a bit of discussion about the duck pen, which we have now formulated a, an idea how we're going to move forward with that. We need to move the house. Um, we need to move the fence. One of the fences is going over. and uh, But we've got an idea now. The floor's gone in the duck house. So John's got to replace that. But, um, yeah, so we're going to... That's all. We've got a plan. That's the main thing. As long as you've got a plan, <laughs> you, can, you know, you can sort of move forward with that. Um, yeah, so... And this morning I'm up, and I've charged around this morning, because I am off today to look after the twins for the day while Samantha goes to work with Luke. Um, he just needs an extra helping hand at work. So I'm going uh, to look after the twins, which will be uh, manic and uh, exhausting, I'm sure, but uh, good fun as well. So I'm not going to get a lot done here today, but that's fine. Um, but yeah, so thanks for listening this week. Uh, sorry, it's a little bit of a long one. I'll try not to ramble on too long. Um, and uh, I will catch you next week.